Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Story, Living with Lupus Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. Today's episode is about males with lupus. That's right, male sex neuropsychiatric damage associated with increased risk for NPSLE flare. You know what I want you to do. Grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and to my listeners, late at night, you know I appreciate you. So grab your favorite glass of wine and join the conversation right here on My Story, Living with Lupus Podcast. I thank you so much for joining me today. Before we get started, I want to um, share with you the general principles um, when it comes to systemic lupus erythematosus. We know that it is a chronic autoimmune illness that can affect any organ, including the nervous system. Estimates of the incidence and prevalence of neurologic and psychiatric symptoms among patients with SLE vary greatly. Due in large part to heterogeneity in definition and methodology. Now, in the aggregate studies report that approximately one-third to one-half of SLE patients report neurologic or neuropsychiatric symptomology. Most studies do not clearly distinguish between symptoms that are casually associated with SLE versus those that are due to comorbid conditions. When we speak of neuropsychiatric events, this may proceed well or occur with or follow the diagnosis of SLE. However, most events are accompanied by other SLE diagnosed activity and occur close to the time of diagnosis. The presentation of neurologic symptoms in SLE presents a distinct clinical challenge. Some, but not all, neurologic or psychiatric problems are caused by SLE. Some will be comorbid and some will be 
related to complications of treatment. Thus, the differential diagnosis is often extensive and will include entities that are severe, disabling, and life-threatening, as well as those that are self-limited. While attributions of neurologic symptoms to SLE may influence decisions about disease-modifying treatments, timely recognition of neuropsychiatric comorbidity in SLE patients is also important to provide appropriate symptomatic management. Neuropsychiatric symptoms, whether casually associated or comorbid, negatively impact the quality of life in patients with SLE. In addition, these symptoms appear to identify patients with a higher mortality than those without neuropsychiatric symptoms. NPSLE is a severe form of lupus, which causes cognitive impairment, mood disorders, and seizures. As stated, people may also refer to NPSLE as central nervous system lupus. Now, According to an article, experts do not yet fully understand what causes NPSLE. However, it may occur due to an impaired blood-brain barrier in the central nervous system. Now, a blood-brain barrier is a system of blood vessels and tissues that filter harmful substances in the body, preventing them from reaching the brain. When this is not functioning properly, the body's own antibodies can attack the CNS, possibly causing neuropsychiatric lupus. Now, MPSLE symptoms may begin in the early stages of lupus and may affect in some research states around 39 to 50% of people with lupus. Now, the symptoms that MPSLE may cause are the following. Headache, cognitive impairment, confusion, 
anxiety, mood disorders, memory loss, psychosis, seizures, stroke. Now, even though lupus may cause MPSLE in a round, as research has shown, maybe about 30% of cases and people may first experience neuropsychiatric symptoms with the onset of lupus. Now that point right there got me thinking, did I experience any of these symptoms first before being diagnosed with lupus? Did I have headaches as a child? Yes. Memory loss? No. Psychosis? No. Seizures? No. Stroke? No. Not as a child because um, I exhibited symptoms of lupus when I was around five years old. And the only thing out of this list of symptoms that I had were headaches as a child. Now, when it comes down to the causes, we talked about the um, um, blood, brain barrier and but let's dig a little further now some researchers found certain antibodies that may link to MPSLE brain cytoplasmic antibodies are antibodies that interrupt normal brain function. Autoantibodies also play a role in NPSLE. Autoantibodies are antibodies the immune system creates to destroy substances that the body produces and they may contribute to some autoimmune diseases. I hate that word disease. As um, mentioned, a distribution in the blood-brain barrier may also contribute to NPSLE as it allows autoimmune antibodies to enter and attack the CNS, which is the central nervous system. Vascular problems may also contribute to NPSLE, including reduced or restricted blood flow and thrombosis. In some cases, organ damage from lupus or lupus medications may cause NPSLE. Doctors refer to this as secondary NPSLE. Now, when it comes to the risk factors, 
NPSLE risk factors are genetics, presence of certain antibodies, cytokines, accelerated arthrosclerosis, lupus-related risk factors such as level of disease activity or duration, heart valve disease, or immune complexes. NPSLE is more common in female, although seizure risk is greater in males than in females. NPSLE is more common in people of African or Asian descent compared with white people. But the severity of NPSLE is usually greater in white people. Experts are not entirely sure why this is the case. Now, when it comes to diagnosing NPSLE, doctors may rely on the following tests and scans to help diagnose NPSLE, which are MRI scans, lumbar puncture, electromyocardiography, EMG, nerve conduction studies, EEG, and EKGs. Now, According to a 2021 review, NPSLE is a severe complication of lupus. It may affect the person's quality of life, as stated before. Those diagnosed with the condition may have a higher morbidity or mortality risk than people with lupus. There is no, there is currently, I should say, no standard treatment for NPSLE, but a combination of treatments may help relieve the symptoms. Research is currently investigating the underlying causes of NPSLE to be better able to treat and manage the condition. There is also a need for more clinical trials to find out the most effective treatments for the condition, as well as new treatment options. People may need to work with a team of healthcare professionals, including rheumatologists, neurologists, and psychologists to receive a proper NPSLE diagnosis and to determine the best treatment. When we return, we'll be talking about male sex, neuropsychiatric damage associated with increased risk for NPSLE flare. So stay with me.
the male sex neuropsychiatric systemic lupus erythematosus, NPSLE, better known, and neuropsychiatric damage predict risk for NPSLE flare, according to a study results published in Rheumatology Advisor. Researchers conducted a post hoc analysis using data from five phase three randomized controlled trials of Benlesta. Adult participants were eligible to be included in the study if they met the American College of Rheumatology, better known as ACR, criteria. In addition, eligible patients had an A&A titer of at least 1.80. Now, they showed in the research that male sex, current or previous NPSLE activity, and established organ damage in MP domain were robust detriments of NPSLE flare development in SLE patients treated for active disease yet no ongoing severe NP involvement. Organ damage was evaluated using the Systemic Lupus International Collaborating Clinics Damage Index, better known as SDI. Throughout the 52-week follow-up period, a total of 105, which is 2.9% of patients experienced an NPSLE flare. Now, in a multivariable analysis, several factors were found to be strongly associated with the occurrence of an NPSLE flare. Now, of note, the use of Benlesta at any dosage or administration form did not show an association with NPSLE flares. Neuropsychiatric damage was the strongest detriment of NPSLE flare, which was consistent for cognitive impairment. Now, further on in this research, in addition, researchers determined that male sex had the greatest impact as a detriment for the de novo NPSLE flare. Researchers concluded, as stated previously, we showed that 
male sex, current and previous NPSLE activity and establish organ damage in the NP domain were robust detriments of NPSLE flare development in patients with SLE treated for active disease yet no ongoing severe NP involvement. The information I provide to you is generalized information. It is to give you a knowledge about systemic lupus erythematosus and neurologic and neuropsychiatric manifestations of systemic lupus erythematosus. It is important that you as a healthcare consumer and when I say healthcare consumer, you are a healthcare consumer, the patient. It is important for you to speak with your healthcare provider for complete information about your health. It is important for you as a healthcare consumer to ask questions, medical questions, and ask about treatment options, including any risks or benefits regarding using any medication. You know, dealing with this illness for as long as I have, you would think that that um, I may get down at times. The only time I get down is when I'm not feeling well. And then I try to pick myself up. You know, I have faced many defeats in my life, but I never let myself be defeated. because I'm fighting for my health each and every day in ways that most people don't understand. Adversity strikes and that's when I have to be the most calm and take a step back and tell myself you got to stay strong through this and stay grounded so that I can press on. And then I sit back and I realize that the most powerful weapon against my daily battle 
is finding the courage to be thankful and oh so grateful for everything. I'm Susan Hendricks, your host for my Story Living with Lucas podcast. I hope that this has been informational for you. So, what I want you to do is have a blessed, positive, prosperous week and take some time to smell the flowers. I'll see you for another episode. Enjoy your week and remain blessed.